everybody. Welcome to episode 192 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. And today, Why are you I'm very screaming? Excited. I'm excited, man. Jesus. I'm excited. What do you want? I'm excited. Um, we're, I, I'm very excited because we have uh, very special guests, guests, plural, plural on today. Um, and uh, before we get into it, why don't you, why don't you guys introduce yourself? I'm DJ Stewart. Fuck cancer. <laughs> I'm Ryan Lovell, and I echo that, but without the uh, use of the F word. Yeah. Just, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. He's got, he's got, he's I, got I those Midwest manners. He's got like mid- Midwest manners, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is Ryan. He's known for his Midwestern manners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was there it's a kitty a strength, in the background? It's a weakness. Uh, two dogs, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, right I, on. I saw, I saw living creatures. Yeah, a tail of some sort. Yeah. It's the size of a cat. Yeah, the size of a cat. It's definitely the size she of a small is. cat. My yeah. cat would eat this dog. <laughs> My cat is very fat. You're, you're... So, um, we... Okay, so I, I'm trying to uh, find a way to not age myself in how I found your uh, the link to your film. Uh, and it, it was uh, because I follow Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that that and, will age you right away. But yeah. you're and, a Zazadi, uh, a rebel. Pee Wee who? Like, sorry. What is this? Because <laughs> he, yeah. he, he or his representatives or whoever, uh, they always put up like cool videos and stuff. And so that's how I got to watching it. And then I sent it over to Paul right away because... Uh, he spent many, many a, a year skateboarding, and I was like, "Oh, you should watch this." Cool. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, then I just was like, "You, you were probably the fastest people to answer back." Usually, like I'll write people, and they just won't answer back, or they take a while. And you guys were like, "On it!" <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, "Okay, yeah. guess well, on I mean, the show." It's, you know, obviously, yeah. uh, I said this before we started, but we are very appreciative of you guys wanting to talk to us. Yeah, um, sure. And it is fun to talk about this stuff. So yeah, yeah. of course fully blown away anytime somebody's like hyped up on this i'm just like wait what yeah okay let's go like let's talk well i mean and the Wee herman thing is amazing yeah. <laughs> that was so yeah. funny like thanks Wee. yeah still, well, still my, my family was so excited about that like you know a lot of cool people posted it but my mom yeah. was like wait Sweetheart, you're telling me Pee Wee Herman. Because like, yeah. ever since I was a kid, she's always dropping Pee Wee Herman jokes. She's yeah. like, I say we kill him. I say we skin him. I <laughs> say we let him go. Yep. I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, still, I mean. I'm not that old, yeah. but I'm not that young. <laughs> you, you, your, your mom taught you well. That's that's what it is. Yeah. You were, oh, you were learned, you were learned well. Yeah. She learned me up right. But then, <laughs> yeah, but, she but did. I mean, you guys had so much going for you just from the get go, right? I mean, the the poster obviously was really cool, really kind of um, catching, and it was like really uh, there was a lot going on in the in the just the poster itself. It was like very kind of intriguing to me, anyway. And then, okay, but what's the name of the film? Because we haven't said that. Oh yeah, go ahead, you guys. <laughs> the The name is rare enough, and rare it's enough. on Vimeo, yep. correct? It's on Vimeo. Okay. Yeah, we'll have a link, obviously, yeah, we'll to, to all that time. stuff and your guys' uh, sites and stuff. But it was just right, right off, right off the bat, everything was so gorgeous. You know, you had a really aesthetic poster. The the mm-hmm. the grading and the and the and the, the the quality of of everything was just top notch from right from the from the the jump, as the kids say. Um, and so, but it was. <laughs> It's wow. such it's such an inspiring wow. story and the title like the 
it, the title is perfect, right? Because there's this moment at the end where I mean, we'll get you know, we'll go through it, but the moment at the end when when you say that it, you know I'm rare enough to get this, I'm rare enough mm-hmm. to beat it, is so powerful and so you know striking to me, and it's 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 like how how did how did all let's let's go back to the beginning Words. i guess like how did all this start i mean this is something that's so kind of like people watch this and, and there's this there's this distance they have because they're watching a documentary this is somebody else or whatever mm-hmm. but when you guys are approaching it you're dealing with life and death and you're dealing with something so serious how do you how do you kind of approach that something so kind of serious this one was this one was interesting because long story short, I lived in Los Angeles for eight years and I moved back to Kansas City where I'm from, uh, let's see, in November of 2020. Um, you know, I knew I, I'm a freelance director, right? And I'm like, OK, I'm back in this new market where where I'm from, but I'm not yet connected with the film community. How do I do that? Well, I should create my own work. OK, well, you know, make the type of work that you want to get okay, so what's a story that I can tell that I really care about that, you know, I think and hope has real value, right? Um, DJ, who I've known for a decade plus and always been really good friends with, obviously has been uh, sharing his journey through, you know, through everything cancer related. And right away, I was like, okay, wow, like (laughs) this dude is incredibly strong and this story needs to be told. Um, So that was the whole start of it, I think, it would have been January of last year, I believe, that I, you know, just called him like, hey, I have this idea. Like, are you open to telling your story and making this, you know, short little piece on it? And, you know, that snowballed into where we're at now. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's is a extremely crazy. Th- like when Ryan called me, it's I'm in this really weird scenario where I like grew up idolizing all my best friends now mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm younger than a, a bunch of the dudes in KC that skate and just absolutely kill it and Ryan was always like one of those guys and then we just slowly became friends so when he called about that we were buddies and all but I was like wait I finally get to make a video with Ryan you know, <laughs> like, I'm, just my little like skate dork inside was like yeah because every time I've had a, any time to film with him I'm like yep sweet I got it I got to skate good yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there was I mean I think what what's there's two sort of avenues that you go down I think um you know some people would want just to have like that be a private sort of journey for them because they're going through that and it's like I just can't focus on anything else and then I feel like correct me if I'm wrong you sort of took a distraction route where it was like I'm going to I have to experience this regardless so I might as well mm-hmm. Uh, you know, find a way to distract myself and still sort of tell a story. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's to each his own, I guess. But I thought it was, uh, you know, thank you, I guess, you know, because, you know, you didn't have to do that. But it was really cool to just kind of see that process. And um, is it difficult to skate with like the vest and everything on? Well, so that's a I want to go like two parts on on that. It you're totally right where it kind of did. I didn't even realize that until you said it. All of my like journey and sharing, it just started with me like making a video on Instagram just like this, where I was like, hey guys, I don't know what I'm doing filming myself on, I've never been this guy, but uh, right. I, something happened sort of thing. And I just got like an rush of love from it. And I was like, oh, 
that I was in a really low point and I found, you know, a positivity through it and just sharing my story and like a couple of people with, you know, somebody saw it that had something kind of similar and I got to reach out and that was, oh man, that was a great feeling. Like talking to somebody in a similar situation, that sort of thing. And then it just grew to where I was like, all right, I'm gonna update everything I can. Every time something happens, I'm gonna talk about it. Um, so it, it just organically grew. And then really good news that we we didn't get to cover too much in the video. Right. But asking about skating in that, that vest and everything, that was a whole journey, a whole battle. It started with just a backpack that the actual medical supplier supplies me with. And I tried so hard, like strapping it down as tight as I could, doing every different variation. It would pop up and hit me in the back of the head. Because <laughs> the thing weighs like nine, ten pounds yeah. when it's all put together. Uh, it would pop up and hit me in the head. And then literally like two years ago to the day, like as of yesterday, my phone reminded me, a friend and I went to a military surplus store and I bought like a tactical vest for guys that like go in competition shoot and it just happened to fit mm -hmm. all my equipment like tight to my body to where it just felt like I was fat. You know, like, I'm a fat <laughs> skateboarder now. Um, but it didn't, you know, jump around on me as right. much. It was definitely an adjustment and that and not that it's you know I'm not advocating one way or the other but I have to skate with a helmet now too and I I wasn't that guy when right. I before everything mm -hmm. that's a whole adjustment because that moves around but I know it's you know the right right thing to sure. do yep. yeah <laughs> but what's epic is I'm off it yeah. I yeah. I'm no longer wearing the device at all I have a Full head of hair and this awesome epic in between stage of a <laughs> yeah, you are, full huh? on mullet, <laughs> Qu quasi mullet. It's, yeah. it, 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 oh, works. Yeah. it works. It works. Last night, last night, my buddy Jason was like, "Dude, I haven't seen you in a minute. You're you're going for the mullet. You're cutting your hair into that." And I was like, <laughs> "No, man, I, I'm just full on Joe Dirt. I'm just so ingrained <laughs> with white trash DNA that it just comes in like this." <laughs> but I'm on my way back to long, luxurious locks of hair. So is that I think that's kind of like an ultimate fuck you to cancer. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you remember when I was bald? Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that is that freeing for you or or is there some anxiety in regards to not having kind of like I, it must feel like kind of like a safety net at some point. Like, you know, if I have this thing, it's helping me or if it's more like yeah. get this thing out of here. Shit, man, that's that's a really good question because when I got the go ahead to take it off, it was right around the time that insurance was no longer going to cover it oh, and that's a very expensive it's a very i i could have i could fight it mm -hmm. and if ever anything ever happens again i will i'll get back on it and i think that i can fight it and get my insurance to cover it but right around that time the doctor was like hey man you know i don't want to speak too soon but you're you kind of fucking kicking ass um i think you're ready to take that off and i remember like leaving that visit with with aaron my wife and being like, oh, yeah, but coming and going. Like, yes, I'm excited, but wait, hold on, baby. What, you know, this thing's, I'm, I'm doing good. Like, what if this is the thing? Yeah. What, right. what if we stop? And there is that back and forth. But then I just kind of thought about like, hey, why are you thinking about this one thing like that? Because I never thought about any other, other part of my diagnosis like that. Like, mm -hmm. I, it wouldn't be fair or even to like focus in on just this one when I've been like, fuck it for everything else. Yeah. You know, I, I've lived my life and that is what I think really is bringing me here. And 
I love not having that damn thing on. I love being able to go swim and have a mullet and do this. <laughs> yeah. He's running his fingers through his hair. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Hel- helmet hair, uh, you get it all. Helmet hair, yeah, you get it all. Um, and so, the, so this happened fairly soon after you're getting married, correct? And it, yeah. you know, so I just uh, I don't know your wife, but I want to shout her out also because I know that's probably got to be really tough, and uh, you know, to just sort of have to deal with that so soon in. I mean, I guess it certainly tests, uh, you know, your dedication to one another <laughs> in those moments. Um, but uh, the t- I just like, I was just mostly like I I'm kind of a person that uh, would probably fall apart, and I know that about myself. So I'm I always love watching people that I'm like look at. Like, just still going. Doesn't even give a shit. Like, just get, what's the next step? What do I have to do? Um, and that mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's just, just really cool to see that. And I would have never been able to remotely handle it the way I did without Erin. I mean, she, everybody says, like, the cheesy statement, like, oh, I got so lucky I got to marry my best friend. I'm, okay, yeah, but I, I really did. Like, yeah. it's a, a really cool story. I, I grew up skating with her brother. I've known of my wife for a long time but it was always just like oh that's alex's hot sister what's up, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? Exactly. Like, um, but you know we, we became friends and it was always just that thing it was just oh there's that cute Aaron girl hmm. um and we ended up kind of falling in love randomly at a bar one night and you know cue seven and a half years later wow we're going strong married own a house but i like i said nothing would have been possible without her especially in the the time frame that you referenced in the course of three months i proposed to her on the 50 yard line of arrowhead stadium go chiefs Um, (laughs) sports ball proposed to her she said yes sports ball (laughs) sports ball i proposed to her she said yes um we bought a house started a new job and had a seizure and that's all in the course of three months and then won our wedding a day after or two days after i got out of the hospital i literally called into a radio or sent a video to a radio station and won our dream wedding and then we had to get married in nine days so i got married with 30 staples in my head and all that um but it's an epic wedding (laughs) (laughs) We then proceeded to win a honeymoon right after that, too. So, Jeez. again, nice. like, for having everything, you know, one one thing sucks, but shit, everything else is pretty <laughs> epic at that point. Yeah. Like, if you remove that, you know, brain tumor at that point, I had the most epic three months that yeah. anyone has ever had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a small, just the, the small kink. Yeah, <laughs> fate was like, listen, yeah. we can't totally fuck this guy. We got to <laughs> give him something. <laughs> we got to give him something. Yeah. See, I think it's the opposite. I think like, hey, that fate was like, hey, this guy's killing it too hard. Let's fucking take him down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. All right, let's, a let's, brain let's, tumor. This guy's. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What if we make it rare? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> there it is. That is life. That's, that is what yeah. life loves to do. Uh, and but, that was also right around the like mark of my other cancer i have a tumor in my knee as well that we don't really cover too much oh but no I gotten yeah i have Oof. a lyo had a sarcoma, which is like a soft tissue bone mm-hmm. tumor i'm a weird medical nerd right so knee. i got all that 
Okay. Well, yeah. So I, I also had a sarcoma. Um, and at that point we were like a year and some odd out and I was even posting like, yeah, woo, woo, woo. And then got kind of, you know, a little humbled with, yeah, here's one of the brain too. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how does that like, do you still kind of, in, when it comes to like diet and, and how you take care of your body, is that a different approach for you now? I mean, I would imagine like, there's all these crazy things that they're like, oh, well, you want to have a lot of alkaline in your body or like you want to be hydrated Sh- all the time. The sugar, get rid no of it. Sugar, like, no sugar. So is that. But it's delicious. I know. It's so good. Um, <laughs> so Everybody ha- has a cure-all. Everybody yeah, right. swears That's, that. Everything. Yeah. You, there's, know, it, you drank out of an aluminum can is what gave it to you. Right. Or yeah. whatever it like. But thankfully, before all of it happened, <laughs> oddly enough. When all of this happened, I was the healthiest I'd ever been. I was a certified personal trainer. I was like 30 pounds heavier of muscle mostly. Mm. One thing that's not super out there is I also own a professional wrestling company. Yes, like fake (laughs) fight in your underwear, but theater style. Like we do ridiculous, Mm -hmm. over-the-top craziness. He works for WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> insane. Yeah, so I own I own an indie, but we're very on the, the progressive side of, of indie. Sure, yeah. sure. We have, you know, drag and all kinds of just insanity in our what? events. We had one. What was that one we that... went to? That live one. That show oh, NXT. Yeah. We went to like an NXT oh, one. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, I like first going in, I was like, I don't know, because I was into wrestling when I was like a y- lot younger. I was yeah. like back in the Hogan days, like I was back in, in, in there. And then everybody um, watched back in the Hogan days. Yeah. And then uh, so I was like, oh, I don't know, because our friend, our friend Brandon, like loves wrestling. So he was like, come to the, you know, he should come. And by the end of it, like this guy came out who was like super flamboyant and he just stole the show. And I was like, this is way more entertaining than the, than the other ones. Like I was like, I this, I mean, even yeah. I was excited towards the end. The and I felt like they it. went ham. Like it was so, it felt mm-hmm. so much less yeah. staged. Um, in the, And the female wrestlers were like freaking flying. And I was like, this is actually oh, yeah. quite entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. NXT's new announcer is actually one of my like, Great, great friends. I think she's oh, cool. her new name is Kelly Kincaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, her like she's. I've known Kelly since she got into wrestling, and now to see her up there killing it is awesome. Yeah, but with that, like I was, I was, you know, great shape. I was in amazing diet and all that, and I basically just carried that over. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't go too insane with it. I, I still like again. I enjoy my life, but. I'm sitting here drinking like athletic greens and yeah. that sort of thing just to supplement it. I definitely take good care of myself, but I don't, you know, just, oh, count every little sure, muscle yeah. of this. Yeah. Still got to live a little. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you just resent everything. And yeah. You're going to be miserable. It's interesting that you said, uh, you know, that like drinking out of a can because I, you know, I, I have uh, a person in my life that I'm very close to that. Uh, that has cancer and I remember the like the the initial stage of of like what did it it was this obsession of like is it because I smoked for like this period of time is it because of VOCs is it because like what what was I near and I just Mm -hmm. kept saying like I think you got it because you got it 
And that's why you got exactly. it. Because there's people that smoke and eat bacon daily and live to be 90. And you're not supposed to do that, yeah. but they're going. Yeah. You know, So mm-hmm. it's not like, yeah, I think that a lot of, uh, you know, really shitty environmental factors and things that we use in our food, for sure, like red dye 40 and things that are completely illegal in other countries are not helping by any means but but yeah my my mom like you, you know that obsessive yeah. state of like what did i do wrong and it's like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter though now because no. it's like, like it, really it already happened my so. mom passed away of cancer a few years ago and her partner they ate the same thing lived in the same house she still smokes to this day and she's clean as a whistle and but my just, mom you yeah, know it's, yeah. it's 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 so it's it's i don't know and at this point at the way that the rate that the world is going it's like you're more likely to not to get it than to not get it at some point in your life. I mean, yeah. that's the curve that we're on. And so it's kind exactly. of, it's kind of frightening, but I brought the show way down. I know. <laughs> we're all going to die. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, my doctor said the same shit. He's like, I, you know, cause that is one of the first thing. How, why, why me? What? Yeah. What? Huh? Huh? Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of just like, um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Like, the, I mean, my first diagnosis, like with the knee one, I thought I had like a little calcium deposit. And so did the doctor. And he cut it out in his office right there. Oh. Wow. And then I came back to get the stitches out 10 days later. And he was like, hey, man, um, don't really know how to tell you this. But I sent that thing to pathology and it actually turned out to be a tumor. We got to schedule you with an actual surgeon now and all of this. And then I'm like, OK, uh, how? Why did that happen? Well, it just did. Yeah. The same thing with the brain. Like, are those even related? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but again, like, what what could I have done if they were like, "Oh, did you ever do this?" Yeah, I, I did. Well, that's why. Oh, all right. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I can't like, go did back you and did you that. skateboard? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm gonna still do uh, that. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I lo- and they that's one of my like favorite things. Are you still doing that? You still ride the motorcycle? Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you had the favorite? I told Ryan this. I've told Ryan this one. My favorite one when going to the doctor is a regular person walks into the doctor. One of the first questions they ask is, "Have you had any falls lately?" And I'm I'm always just like, <laughs> "Um, today." I'm not the right person to ask that. <laughs> like I do that on purpose, damn near. Yeah. So, like a regular person falls walking out the front door and it, it fucks up like two days for him, you know, like, oh, I, my, my day is all ruined and I'm sore and we do it just all day long. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can't really answer that question for you. You're not going to like the answer I give you. Yeah, yeah. So that's like that's like let's a, just move on a from noon to three kind of thing yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only only six times today. Yeah. Bring like this Excel spreadsheet. Of... <laughs> yeah. I broke it down. I'm going to start charting them for you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I well, I wanted I wanted to just like ask now like going into the the filming process. Mm-hmm. I mean, the um just like just from the screen grab and the poster and everything like I was in, I thought it was really interesting and I didn't know what it was about, obviously. And so I was like, oh, skateboarding. I was like, all right, he's going to have to watch this. Um but and then I was like skateboard and medical. There's something like, you know, cuz I was just like it's it's a short it's a short film, but you know, the medical side of me was like, oh, God, like when you were explaining everything, I was like, OK, OK, OK. And then you got the vest. And I was like, yeah, they definitely didn't issue that vest. I know that's not something the hospital gave them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, 
you know, just seeing you go through that process. But the the cinematography was beautiful. Like it was just it looked awesome. And um, yeah, I'm just like curious, what kind of crew did you have? Like we had a super small crew. The first thing I want to mention is that everyone involved declined uh, getting paid. Right. Like, you know, this was a personal project for me. I didn't know people here, but I actually, Chris Durr, who was our director of photography, I DM'd him, you know, okay. like, hey, I just moved back to town. I'm a huge fan. I love your work. Like, would you want to help me with the thing? We met up. I tell him the idea and, you know, I tell him like, hey, it's a personal thing. Like, what would you charge to do it? He said I, nothing. Right. And and that goes across the board. You know, our main crew was... uh DP, Krister, we had Pat Monroe, our key grip. We had an AC, Evan, for a few days. Um, but, I mean, it was small, you know? And we would, I'd call a friend, like, hey, we need someone to help watch the road. Yeah. Can you yeah. can you do it? It, it? it was real run and gun. But I do, before I go on, uh, yes, the cinematography was incredible. And that is all Krister, who is extremely talented. Um, he's Kansas City-based. And <clears throat> I'm a huge fan and just you know, him being willing to, to do this for us was, was huge. So fucking you know, love you, Chris. yeah, exactly. We can't thank Chris enough. So how it long did it like, take for you to get my back? I want to make my little caveat. So not only was the crew amazing, but like I made two amazing friends out of it. That's always Every the best day part. was the funnest fucking thing. <laughs> like I'm, as somebody who like takes pride and I'm like, I've done a lot of cool <laughs> shit in my life. Filming this with like, those guys is undescribable. Yeah. Like I'm just all like fired up. Even it was <laughs> so much fucking fun. every day. It gave me something to be like, Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see. They're going to strap me to the back of the truck. Yeah. It was definitely that thing where, you know, we'll call it set, but, but every day after filming, people didn't leave right away. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like we would hang out for another hour and just like, just actually hang out, which just tells you how much fun it was. We probably shot seven or eight days total, um, okay. you know, fragmented throughout those days, a, you know, a few hours a day here, a few hours there. It was definitely that thing where since everyone worked pro bono and just donated their time, um, schedules aligning took, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of time. But uh, yeah, overall shooting, it was was a blast. <laughs> That's that all I can really say. It was so much so fun. fun. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's so so awesome to hear because I, I, I would imagine that in a different scenario, you could feel very much like a, uh, like a, like a prop kind of that is a, 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 mm-hmm. a, a something that's used to tell the story, you know what I mean? Versus just being a person that, you know, but it sounds like you guys are so, this is a very intimate crew and you guys knew each other and you, you guys being friends, obviously, it was a huge kind of um, uh, deterrent in that. And so... That's that's really good to hear that because I, I can imagine yeah. it going the other way and it just feeling really kind of. Well, yeah, sometimes like I've watched shows that are like like a primetime show and it's like, you know, I you could see the way they question people that I'm like, ah, this is all about ratings. And I can't imagine being the person yeah. that's like having to be asked this question, uh, not to mention during it. This isn't even like tell us your story, but like you're literally going through it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like. It just it almost felt like you had the camera at times, like it was you doing it. And, you know, so it just felt really intimate and cool. I I wanted it to be longer. I was like, oh, oh, I want this to be a feature. Like, I would love to see 
more of that. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome. I I wanna I wanna say that it's great that you asked the DP their rate and didn't like here. It's massive to just be like, we need this done. Nobody's getting paid. When will you be here? And it's like, hold on, (laughs) (laughs) just hold the phone. (laughs) Like, but you know, giving people that option. And, you know, we, we always say like, you know, if, if I know somebody and, and, uh, or even if I don't, but if it's like, look, this is my first film or my second film and the script is, is really good. Like as an actor, what am I doing? All right. I might be able to do this for free. Like, but just let me see if I can. And also, will everybody be doing it for free? Because that's kind of a, you know, something that we struggle with up here with a lot of sets that are uh, micro budget stuff. It's like, we don't have a budget for some people. And it's like, well, how does that work out? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, If you got a budget for some, then, you know, so it's kind of just cool that everybody was like, all right, we're going to make this. And, uh, you know, like that, that had to be a pretty good feeling as a director. It was a great feeling, and I tried to be very careful about asking for people's time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it came, it became clear early on that everyone was in it till the end, right? Like, whatever we needed to do to get it to, to let's call it the perfect place, which who knows if that ever actually exists, but mm-hmm. whatever we need to do to make it the best we can, everyone was 100% on board. And, you know, that's huge. And I think a lot of that... Uh, DJ was so open, so honest, so vulnerable, um, and just made the whole process. Like, I do think it's interesting what you said about someone could feel like a prop in this situation because candidly, and I don't think I've said this to you, but there was, there were moments where I felt like, I don't know if guilt's the right word, but you know, I'm asking to like very much exploit I don't even want to use that word. I'm asking to very much document in detail this, like, you know, this really hard thing you're going through. Mm -hmm. And to circle around on that, I'm having a blast while doing it. Right. (laughs) Right. Like DJ was, DJ was so much fun to be around. The whole crew was so much fun that every day we were shooting was a really good day. And, and there were moments where I, you know, I felt like, I guess just hoping I guess I don't know where to go with that, but just hoping that like it, the intentions were clear. Of, yeah, like, okay, you feel guilty because you're here is... having this great time, and he's having this great time. But at the end of the day, he still has cancer, and he's still there's still he's still got to go home and yeah, deal with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm... and and just knowing how strong he was and how strong his story was, you know, that kind of gives you the comfort of hey, like this needs to be out beyond those other feelings we're having, right? But uh. But it was certainly there, you know. And these guys babied me. Yeah, <laughs> we did so much, <laughs> which which like, he didn't need, yeah. <laughs> and you really didn't. But like, I mean, it it felt amazing too. Like, ev- I know exactly where you're talking. I know where we were when we filmed it. Like when we were inside mm-hmm. Silvertown, yeah, doing the audio part, especially. Mm-hmm. And certain questions were asked. I could tell you being like, hey, "Are you good? Like, are you, yeah. are you sure? Like, yeah." And that I had you know, a, a sense of like safety. And I, I just, it felt really good knowing that like all these people here are just here for like the right reasons or anything. I never felt remotely like a prop or exploited or anything. It was easy to tell just from the like energy around it, that everything was just pure intention. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like, Hey, let's, let's make something special. Let's make something cool. Let's have a fucking great time while doing it. Yeah. Like, 
and it's beautiful. Like, yeah. Even those harder days are some of the best days. Like, yeah, that some of those questions, yeah, you, you, they get a little intense. But sure. then I'm also remembering like, oh, remember when I almost also wrecked my motorcycle that day? Yeah, like, yeah. Like doing burnouts? That was <laughs> yeah, fun. Like, sick. <laughs> and so <laughs> you, it was an amazing balance of like if there was those moments where I was like, Oh, yeah, that was that was a weird one to talk about. It was also like, all right, let's skate or like let's make fun of Ryan for drinking Aperol spritzes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny story. We were all like getting ready to go out and celebrate. We were all, you know me and and the DP and Crip and everything. We're like, yeah, let's go get some whiskey or something. And and Ryan's like, do you guys? Can, can I get like a an Aperol spritz? <laughs> That's not at all how it happened. But now it is. I see right, in right. my brain yes. that's so how it is. Good. He was like, he was like, I just want something a little fruitier. And so now, anytime we go somewhere, I like go and try to get the bartender <laughs> to put umbrellas and stuff into his drinks. Yeah, <laughs> it's your, which I appreciate. Your nickname is officially Spritz, and that's uh, it. Yeah. So, oh, you. I like it. Thank I you. like it. I'll yeah. wear that proudly. Yeah. Spritz. I mean, well, the the whole thing is so gosh darn inspiring. You know what I mean? It's like you have the ups and downs of it, but at the end of it, it's so like uplifting and, and it's so, uh, yeah, I don't know, inspiring. I really can't think of a better word for it. And, and it's not so much the, 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 um, I mean, yes, it is. We're, obviously we're all happy that things are better and turning a corner, but just seeing your mentality through it, the harder parts as well, you know, was that to me seems to be just as uplifting as seeing you come out the other end um, you know, I don't want to say successful because I'm sure this is something that's always going to, you know, you may be battling forever, but, mm -hmm. you know, but, yeah. but to be, to, to have you come out the other end like you have, but then also seeing your strength through all the lows, I think is a real testament and how you captured it is, is so beautiful. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's raw, it's funny. It's, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so uplifting. It's and, good. Yeah. Well, okay, thank, thank you. And you. I, you know, it is nice to hear you say that because to the point we were just talking about, some of those harder questions that I had to ask, and I maybe had to ask a couple times, like, hey, we need you to not tell him what to say, but like, mm -hmm. we need to focus on this moment, yeah. was exactly for the reason of really lending weight to the situation, mm -hmm. you know, because I think if you don't have the severity of it, if that's not clear, then... Yeah. Yeah. Then you lose the yeah. whole like value in in how strong he is. So right. you know it is it is good to hear that those uh, moments that we kind of had to push to to really to get that they translate. You know. Yeah. And you guys just made it so easy for me. Like that's what I was saying. I just felt yeah. like I trusted everybody there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know I. Uh, oh, I found out early on. I <laughs> there was nothing I could have asked him to do that he would not have done. <laughs> you know, like it. <laughs> Truly, to tell this, to tell his story, uh, which was a really good feeling, you know. Obviously, as the director, knowing that someone really just believes in what we are doing yeah. um, and, and trusts us to tell their story uh, the best it can be told mm -hmm. was was a really good feeling. I think also what's important to to just kind of acknowledge is that I feel like this film was only successful because you made it. I think if somebody had. If if one of the doctors or the hospital or somebody had said, "Hey, this is a rare cancer," like, "Oh, we know somebody. We're doing something for the hospital," and this, you know, and then and you know, I've watched those 
like uh, Netflix has this uh, documentary on Lenox Hill, which is a hospital up by us yep. in the city. And, you know, it's like you kind of feel this moment where people are sitting in a chair, a camera comes up over here and, you know, they've agreed to it because perhaps they're getting some type of compensation or something. But they don't want to be talking about it to some dude with a camera that they've never seen before. And I think that what like 99% of the success of what made it so cohesive was the fact that there was an actual relationship there and that you weren't just Mm -hmm. being interviewed because maybe this guy will be able to win an award at a film fest off of my illness and you weren't just like i'm gonna make this and i have no connection to it like it's just some person that happens to have this disease it was you know it was a it was a relationship that you already had established and so that definitely pulls through in the entire mm-hmm. film. Like I, I, I knew that you all knew one another. Yeah. Well, that's awesome to hear. Um, and you know, that even goes back to what I said about just initially starting the project. Like what's a story I can tell <clears throat> that I really care about because these things do take a lot of work and you mm-hmm. have to be, it's a passion project. Exactly that. Like you have to be passionate about it. And a super close friend who <laughs> just is absolutely heroic and how he's dealing with something very hard. You know, that was something that I, every part of me wanted to, to tell that story, you know? So, so I, I definitely think you're right that the connection just made it so personal on like every level. And, and it's cool to hear that, that, uh, you know, shows through to the yeah. audience. Yeah. Cause it puts you in that position, right? You know, you, mm-hmm. you feel, yeah. you feel connected to that story. Um, and so, I yeah, I never have imagined it with anybody else. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. almost yeah. emotional just thinking about that. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. You have somebody you don't know asking you these questions about the hardest points in your life. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or having, an, you know, an executive being like, can you say it a little more like yeah. this? You know, yeah. and it's like. Again, but sadder. But sadder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was just never anything. Like, I never felt anything but comfortable, but more like wanting wanting more like yeah man whatever like anything i can do i was it was literally i can i said earlier you know not only was it a blast but it's like an honor i felt like i got the call out of the majors when i level was like hey you want to make a video i was like shit yeah i want to make a video man what about what what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) and then it's it you know about something like that and he picked out the title which Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, that made my mom cry like mm-hmm. a baby because that yeah. was one of it just came from like a thing that I said to her once. Mm-hmm. And well, and the title is I love the title. And, oh, you so know, cool. I come from making skate films. And so titling projects. Wow. That's the hardest thing ever. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, you it can is. you can I never land on the right title. <laughs> it, so it never feels good. Takes forever. There's so much back and forth. All that. The first time I interviewed him, no cameras. I just went over with my Zoom to his house, interviewed him. The split second he said that line, I was like, well, there's the title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is just absolutely perfect for summarizing DJ and how he's fighting. You know, so yeah, yeah the title is one that, you know, I, I am happy that we Fuck landed yeah, on man. that so, uh, <laughs> so easily. And, you know, DJ explaining his mom's connection to it i also really enjoyed uh just knowing that everyone could kind of get get behind that you know and so when you guys headed into post-production how much um first of all you must have a ton of footage like these things you know documentaries always have like a crap ton of footage so how what was the process like in in dj how involved were you in 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 kind of sculpting that story (laughs) 
So this is funny. Um, yeah. I never saw one second. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. I'm, 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 I'm of the weird like brand where I love movies and shows and everything, but I've never, for years, I don't watch trailers. One yeah. day. Not I started one, doing that. I'm, I'm oh, the guy that'll, same, yeah. I'll run out of the room. My, my wife's like, you're a psychopath. <laughs> um, but like, even in a movie theater, I'm like, mm-hmm. I sound like a crash test dummy song. <laughs> See, there. Age yourself with a reference. What's up? When, I'm the only person that's not in the crash test dummies to reference the crash test dummies since 97. So, <laughs> but. Yeah, I thought that was. I, he he said, asked me multiple times, like, hey, man, look, you got to check this out. You got the only mm-hmm. thing that I watched back. I'll, I'll take it back. Is if it was a skate trick, mm-hmm. okay, okay. <laughs> the skateboarder, the yeah. skateboarder, and he was like, "Oh shit, man, no, I got, I don't like that." One. Uh, you still got to represent, you know, after hey, we, all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but hey, we got this beautiful. This looks amazing. What do you think about? No, man, no, man, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I just want to see it at the moment, and I'm so <laughs> glad I did. Yeah. Question: Did I, anyone that- record you watching it for the first time? No, and know. that is something that I even beforehand wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, you know, because I actually sat right beside DJ's mom mm-hmm. uh, at the premiere. And, you know, she was very visibly yeah. affected. <laughs> and yeah. before we, before the premiere, yeah, I totally thought like, oh, I should get someone to just shoot their reactions. But. It's just such an intimate moment for them yeah. that I ultimately mm-hmm. decided against it. You know, it would have been great to have, but was also great to just I, I ask yeah, because yeah. that, oh, that is such a thing, you know, yeah. now to, to, mm-hmm. to try to grab that. And it's like, I would want that for me, maybe. I would mm-hmm. say, hey, can mm-hmm. you record this? Because I would want this for me, but not so that you can add it to like the, the yeah. you know, uh, like some Filmmaker special reacts feature, to his own film or, like, or yeah, something. or yeah. you know, put, Bonus features. Yeah. yeah, putting it, uh, you know, in the end credits or something, or yeah. you know. So I, I, I actually thought that that might happen, and I loved that I didn't see it, you know, because I was like, mm-hmm. all right, this was just, mm-hmm. this is more yeah. of it. If this was a studio, for sure, they would have had a oh, camera yeah. in your <laughs> face and been like, we have to see you reacting to it. So that's just what yeah. made it more personal too. I was like, yeah, it was just like about these people telling the story and knowing each other. And that was an amazing moment, the premiere. It was at Screenland uh, Theater in Kansas City. Uh-huh. And, you know, we sold it out, which was awesome. I think there's maybe 350 people in there. Oh, people wow. ended up, people are sitting on the floor. Yeah. You know, it was, it was that situation. <laughs> and that was a really cool moment for me to to feel just so much love for DJ uh, and everyone who experienced that. Obviously being our lifelong friends and family, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he got a standing ovation at the end and that sort of thing. So the premiere was a really cool moment. It. I'm so glad that it wasn't recorded me watching it. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I, I could, you know, emulate it right now. <laughs> 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 um, a lot of mucus. And then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then not only after that, like I, I pride myself on being able to speak pretty good on the spot. I gave, I stood up and gave like the worst speech I've ever given. <laughs> like, yeah. But because it was just so like yeah. real and, and you could act like it physically felt like love in mm-hmm. there. Like there was a manifestation where you walked in and you were like, Oh shit, this isn't like a movie. It's like mm-hmm. 
a celebration kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it was a celebration. Yeah. It was so amazing. And I wonder yeah. too, also if like, and then my motorcycle broke down. That's, yeah, that's did. a funny. Oh, funny, come on! If there was anything that should have <laughs> been did. okay, it did. anything that should have been like behind the scenes that we filmed is like, I I rode my motorcycle yeah. to the premiere because that was impossible. I was gonna be like, oh, fucking no. like, um, and we watched the we watched the video and everything, and I'm getting ready like, say bye to everybody, and we're all gonna go to an after party and all this, and I'm getting ready. I was actually gonna have a buddy of mine ride my bike. Because I'd had a drink and I refused to ride after I've had anything to drink. But Sober Buddy was going to take my bike away and he hops on it. Click, click, click. <laughs> Wait, what? And I'm like, oh, it's just him. And I go over there and I'm like, I'm going to. It's my motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. It's going to know me. Yeah. Click, click, click. And we ended up having to throw it in the back of somebody's truck oh, and all man. this. But hey, if it was going to happen at a time, I. At least I was with 300 people that were at that moment. Are we were right? bound to help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this was uh, fate again being like, he's having a really good day. What can we yeah, do? Yeah. <laughs> Settle down, buddy. Yeah. Settle Settle down, good night. Right? I think that's enough for you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for you. Um, what I wonder, though, is like, you know, Ryan saying that you, you feared exploiting your friend in this moment. But you still also have to kind of wear the filmmaker hat. You do have to think of it as a film. And so having to sort of juggle those two sides of you. But then I wonder, DJ, if like saying that, you know, you were you were like stoked to work with him on something. Is there a part of you that's just like, this is awesome that this is working out and like, yay for you if you get a standing ovation. Like, yeah, you know, you're you're obviously the subject, but it's the film is successful. And I wonder, like, you know, it. it there, there's obviously the reality of like, okay, well, this exists because of this shitty thing that I went through, and that sucks. But there's mm -hmm. nothing I can do about that. So if my buddy can have a great film come out of that, then yay, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! Like I've watched everything this guy has made for years, and it's absolutely amazing. Like if if anything that I you know had a part of can help him like that's the fucking biggest win-win yeah. situation in the world yeah and that goes i mean for for chris for pat for everybody evan that helped out like i owe these guys everything and if i can have any type of help in any success they find shit that's the biggest pat on the back the biggest compliment i could have because i awesome. fully yeah. whether this subject was if i was in the crowd watching it and it wasn't about me i'd be like Fuck, those yeah. guys can make a little movie. I hope those guys go on and just kill it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the fact that it happens to be one of my best friends, yeah, it's a nice little hope he does all right. So what so what was what was the reception like over you know after I mean obviously you have the the premiere and that's going to be to your to your point a big love fest but mm -hmm. then you know it, it seems to have gone on and, and done well uh, on its own you know, outside of, of your, your community and your friends and your family and stuff. So what, how's that, how's that experience been like? Ooh, uh, insane. So we, we had to wait a while because the festivals and all this stuff that we submitted to, yep. you know, it's the it, worst is you make a was, film and then you got to wait a year. to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really anxious for me. Cause I was like, people are asking about it. They right. didn't get to go to the premiere. Saw like, you know, cause in my Instagram and whatnot, I would post like, yeah, working on this amazing project. I can't wait for everybody to see it. 
I don't know when you're gonna be able to see it. But <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Yeah. And then even me being like, I wanted so bad people being like, and especially when I had the link. You know, I've got this private right. link, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm sure. like, who can I trust? Yeah. Who's yeah. Don't share this. Don't share this. Yeah. Exactly. But it was amazing. You know, every week or so, getting a call or Ryan coming over and being like, hey, we made it to this or this person saw it or that person saw it. That like amazing and. We made it into this festival or this selection. And then when it actually came out, holy shit. Yeah. That, I mean, Pee Wee Herman, for instance. <laughs> like, yeah. But the the absolute craziest, I, to this, I, right before we got onto this, I was still like fanning out to Ryan over it. I have now talked to Tony Hawk as if we are f- like fucking buddies. Oh, nice. I've got 20 messages back and forth with yeah. the Birdman, Tony Hawk. I mean, the reason that I skateboard. I got into video games when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He saw it. He hard posted it on his actual Instagram. If you go there, you'll find a link to it. And my face is on his Instagram. And he wants me to come out and be on his podcast and, and talk about Rare Enough as well. So we're arranging that for the summer. I mean, the biggest sites and just publications in skateboarding all around thrasher the barracks the nine Mm -hmm. club all these huge avenues in skateboarding have picked it up and shared it i've gotten messages and love from people that i've idolized my entire life but honestly like the coolest out of everything though of all the reactions that have come without a doubt at least a hundred people in a similar situation of mine that found some positivity in it Mm -hmm. yeah and i'll never be able to like put into words what that feels like to know that you're even making a little smile happen in those moments like Mm -hmm. so and not even just the same situations as mine somebody could have something completely different not cancer related but just a battle you know i've had it from people with mental health you know issues Mm -hmm. they're struggling with shit from the pandemic or other illnesses and i get messages from them and that's like just as heavy as a message from Tony Hawk because I get to, I get to be something that like helps. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that I I get to. Those are always huge for me when I get a message from somebody that I like. I don't. Oh, God, it makes yeah, me yeah. feel like that. And if I get to maybe maybe like help somebody else that's going through something in this, there's there's nothing else that I could ever want more. Yeah, it, the amount of love that I've gotten and then gotten to like give back, I would have never thought that it was going to be like this. Yeah. And I would even and argue like, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. I would even argue like preemptively, right? Like I can, I've would watch, I've watched, I watched this film obviously a few times and um, you start to think like, what would I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know? And then seeing your strength and, and your resolve through it all, you're like, it gives you hope that if you enter a situation like this, that you could do that. So I think it's like, kind of universal in that obviously the people that are going through it are um there's nothing that to your point there's nothing that can beat you being an inspiration to that but then there's also um people that will eventually go through something like that that have that to reflect onto and if they're listening to this right now you fucking got it (laughs) yes yeah i'd imagine though that it kind of uh it feels like you're part of like some fucked up club that nobody else really understands, you know. So there's yeah. probably that intimacy that, yeah, that it's like, oh, great, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's this like 
unity, but for this really shitty thing, but there's this unity. And I think that anybody that has any kind of, any kind of like disease or disability or illness all kind of will feel that, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's this, you know, it's weird. Like if I go on TikTok and people start talking about like, uh, you know, like chronic, IBS and I'm like yes this is us <laughs> like, and then we all start talking to each other like yeah what about when this and this and this and laughing like they don't understand you know <laughs> like, yeah. they don't get it uh, they don't they don't understand the occasional debilitating pain when you're on the floor crying haha we're so lucky you know yeah. so it's like yeah. you know this this weird thing that you're part of that really unless you've experienced it is you know I can tell him a hundred times what I'm feeling but he doesn't understand you know, he's just right. looking at me like, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, there's literally nothing you can do. Like, I just have to ride this out. Yeah, that's and, the worst. And uh, I'm, you know, in horrible pain. There's nothing you can do. And But when I talk to another person, they're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so there is, I'd imagine there's probably a lot of... Like, when you I get had a hangnail. I know what you're going through. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that's, you know, that's... Films like this are really important. And I love... I love documentaries and I love watching documentaries that just com completely tear my soul apart by the end of it. And he's always like, why do you do this to yourself? Like I'll end the documentary and I'm like, I need a minute. Like just, yeah, because especially if it's a series, cause you're spending like hours and days just following this person's life and this just like synopsis of how they got here. And then, and then it's like, it ends and you're like, Oh no, like what happens now? Or if it doesn't end well, it's almost like this weird relationship you had with a complete stranger and and you feel that, you know, so it's like, oh, crap. And uh, so he doesn't really watch documentaries too often. Um, I can't handle them. They're hard <laughs> for that same reason. You know, it's like this. Um, anytime I do watch it, it's like I I, 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 I do watch them, but yeah. not as, as often as she does. But um, it's so it's so engrossing, you know. It's so when they're done well, obviously, like this one, it's just so, so like much more affecting. And um, I get a little like protective of myself when I'm watching something like that. And so sometimes I, mm. I'll like, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to watch a, a, a film about dogs being slaughtered or something. <laughs> like as important as it yeah, is to get yeah. a message out that this is bad, it's yeah. like it still is a very rough watch and it's anxiety inducing yeah. for some. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely get like not being so clip. I'm always, you know, weary about hearing stuff like, what is it, the law of attraction thing? I never heard about anybody having brain tumors until I had a brain tumor. And mm -hmm. then, like, my neighbor's neighbor's dog has, whatever it may yeah. be. Like, yeah. Every day I hear something like that. You know, the Lennox Hill thing that you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. came right after. And it also goes to one of those things, like, I've never Googled what I have. I've, fuck no, refused to do that sort oh, really? of thing. Oh, no. Oh, no, you're you're that, far stronger than I am. I would have went down that rabbit hole and that's been pulled out of it. Well, you convince yourself like, you have that when you have a cough. Yeah. You're going through like, yeah, I'm going to die. <laughs> like I mentioned it in the movie. I think I mentioned it. Like uh, my grandpa, when I was really young, died from cancer, mm -hmm. lung cancer. He's a nonstop smoker. But he was fine when he like went in, got diagnosed. And my grandma told me yeah, he just, he started dying that day. The day he got diagnosed is the day he started dying. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, if it works that way, it works the other way. Like, okay, if you start dying, I just keep living and then I'll just keep living. Mm -hmm. So it's always been that to me where I can be a part of it. I just don't need to live in it. That yeah. doesn't mean I'm like escaping it. 
I'm fucking well aware of it, and I think about it, but I don't live in it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's such, such a hard, oh my God, like that, that, that mental fortitude is like so rare in people because it's like, we're, we're such a society of glass half empty things, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I have cancer and my life's going to end. And you're like, well, listen, I'm alive today. Let's go do some cool shit. Like, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, bravo. I mean, that's, that, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. To, to, like you said earlier, I don't know where I would land in that kind of world, you know? I'm too paranoid. I would have, yeah. It's, it's, that's why I was saying, like, I think you go two ways with it, you know? So some people would just kind of fall apart and other people kind of, but I think also it's possibly something that you think you would react one way and then you don't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I'm like an anxious person, but for some reason I do really well in emergencies, you know? (laughs) So, which they say is a thing, you know, I'm able to sort of control myself. If like someone's falls and they're bleeding, I'm like, quick, you call this person, you get that, you get this, you know, but in my day to day, I'm like, if somebody cuts me off, I'm like, ah, in a car. I kind of feel like that might be me actually. Now that you say that, I'm like, shit. Uh, Cause all the little things where I'm like, oh God, like we're, I own the wrestling company and there's a million mm-hmm. things. I'm like, oh, damn it. Flights got canceled. I got to find a venue or this, yeah. that. I'm like, you're stressing about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put that in perspective. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe let that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a difference like with li- living in it and living with it. Like right. I obviously live with this shit, but I just don't dwell. Don't let that fuck up my whole day. Like mm-hmm. the old say, I, I can't, you can probably tell. I love like sayings. And like repurposing them and shit. <laughs> but another great one is like, if you meet five assholes in a day, chances are you're the asshole. Uh, if if you have everything but you complain about one thing, you're the asshole. Okay. Yeah. Same yeah. same deal. You know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So what's um, so Ryan, like, what's this is obviously something that has um, you know, garnered a lot of you know, just from yeah. a filmmaking perspective, it's something that's garnered a lot of attention and stuff. What what's next for you like what is what is you just keep you know no, keeping the head down and, and working away or, or is there other opportunities that you can say oh i have this cool thing i can't talk about yet or <laughs> you know what um i've certainly been approached multiple times you know it's been out three weeks and i've been approached several times from different brain cancer organizations about like hey oh. we love this and we want to tell more of these stories you know that's a long conversation until it actually happens but um, that is really exciting to me. And it, that was never, uh, a goal was starting this. Right. Yeah. Sure. But seeing the impact, you know, and I have received messages as well about how much this has helped people going through something similar, whatever it may be. And that feels really good to me also. Um, so yeah, moving forward, uh, I would love to, to keep pursuing those conversations and, and tell more of these stories, you know, and hope to just continue spreading the uh the awareness one message that really kind of hit me is i forget how the person phrased it but something like awareness causes change and Mm -hmm. like change Mm -hmm. causes miracles something along those lines and you know that kind of yeah that hit me like okay like yeah we can tell this story that maybe gets it on the radar of the next person and then that gets it you know the next research some funding and you know like we just keep moving towards to so someday beat this. Is your interest thing, you know, in documentaries, or do you have no, an interest in, in directing <laughs> no, like not. fiction and narrative? And <laughs> no, it's not. That's what's funny. Uh, commercial. That's that's my interest, and okay. that's also funny because we started this 
I set out like, you know, we'll make it a one to two minute short thing, a vignette of this story, right? Mm -hmm. We shoot the first day and we're like, wow, this, this is, this is cool. We got some stuff we're really happy about. Mm -hmm. And then we do that on the second day. And then on the third day, we interview DJ at the motorcycle shop. And I mean, right then I was like, okay, this is a much longer thing than I ever anticipated. Like let's see where it goes, you know? And so, yeah, kind of funny. Um, and to that point, it was an absolute blast. So kind of, you know, maybe changing direction a little bit or, or at least being more open to trying to pursue some, you know, the doc world more like this, or or at least telling these types of stories. Right. I don't know why, but like, maybe it's just because of your personality DJ, but then like looking at the cinematography, the cinematography and, um, there were times that it, it like I almost thought like how cool would this be if this this was like a sci-fi like narrative and he was a character in it and like the, it was just I don't know it was so it, it felt like a film sometimes like it felt because of, of the headpiece <laughs> no it just like it just I don't know it just had a feel to it and I was like you know you don't see stuff like that like I talked to him a lot about how we never see this is more in foreign film characters will just be missing a finger just because because that actor is missing a finger and it's not addressed it's not part of the Mm -hmm. character like here in the states we'd be like oh we have to address why this person's missing a finger and it's like how about they're just missing a finger because people are Mm -hmm. and that happens or they they they, you know one eye is cloudy like that just happens it has nothing to do with the character that's just part of life and we never give we never give characters um medical ailments unless it's the focus of the film of the okay you know it's never like oh this person this person's like uh they're a hit person who also has asthma you know what i mean (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like just happens to have asthma and you would see like like a a moment before a scene if they're about to like do a hit and they have to you know yeah because and you people being like what is that why because they have asthma because people have asthma (laughs) or they have diabetes or they you know what i mean yeah so i was like oh this would almost be like i don't know there was something almost like a graphic novel feel to the way it played that i was like this could be are you like pitching a, your dj superhero film i think it should be a, like Yo. a graphic novel like a, like <laughs> a comic book or something no is it just me <laughs> Yeah, like, that well, would be like, such a cool thing for, like, also for kids to be like, oh, this superhero has, like, fucking brain cancer, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, like, uh, it's just, like, kicking ass or, you know, uh, killing monsters with a skateboard or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the... My I writer brain goes off when I watch things. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have either of you, like, looked at my Instagram or any... Like, do you I know have. about... I, I looked at it briefly, but... Yeah. Because I'm a fucking dork, and <laughs> everything you just said is like, oh, okay. I, I wear an Iron Man wedding ring. Okay, see, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm Approved. that guy. So, if you know somebody, <laughs> sign me up. If there are any, you need a, you need a brain artists? cancer superhero. Yeah. I know a guy. Any yeah. artist <laughs> listening uh, that would want to draw that up? We actually, a buddy of ours owns a comic book shop. So if anybody. <laughs> Wants to draw that up. Uh, yeah. I, I'll write a story. Yeah. So I'll write the script. We'll get that going. And uh, <laughs> that would what? Be amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we should amazing. do it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I'm, 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 I went. I went left. I just. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm down. here for it. Yeah. We'll get the emails now well, saying like I'll do we'll it. Come rushing in. I'll be yeah. like, all right, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's finally happening. Yeah. 
and I can I'll be like, okay, now uh, my my writing finally got out there, uh, and uh, you know, I don't want to feel like a jerk for it. <laughs> yeah. He rides a motorcycle. Yeah, he rides a motorcycle. Or, or it would, I guess, it would be like a sci-fi floating. But he would cycle. have like a skateboard strapped a to his cycle. back <laughs> while yeah. on the motorcycle. Motorcycle, floating... because if he has to jump off the motorcycle, he can get onto the skateboard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Uh... If anybody's listening that can build me a hovering motorcycle, I would very much like that. Okay, as somebody who grew up like in sci-fi and things like that, that that sounds great to me. Speeder bike from Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Make yeah. it happen. We have so many connections. So yeah. it, it's a matter of it's just a matter of moments. Time. Yeah. Moments. <laughs> uh, so what what is next for you guys? Like what's uh, uh, in terms of your plans, like it, not even with the film necessarily, like what's your next step? Do you want to just kind of live here for a little bit? And since it did just come out or are you like, what's, you know, what's the next plan? Um. Well, I'm certainly still very much trying to push it and mm-hmm. find out what new avenues we can't end up at um so you know yeah still still very much in the just trying to get the word out there as much as i can because we've had a ton of success within the skate world and that is awesome that's where i come from so we kind of you know we knew everyone within skating media that we are able to get that support um but i do believe the story is bigger than that and mm-hmm. and can can touch you know many audiences so certainly <laughs> certainly trying to continue pushing it forward and you know trying to just spread the the reach on it yeah if i had like a you know if i could just pick my life mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of thing if i didn't have to work a full-time day job at, at t-mobile which i mean i love it but yeah you know it'd yeah. Be, it'd be fun. <laughs> um i'm not i'm not the only person that's you know like this mm-hmm. and dream world for me is like i i would love to go and be a part of telling others mm-hmm. stories that are mm-hmm. also fucking rare enough like mm-hmm. that's the thing of being rare it doesn't mean that you're the only one it just means you're rare i'm not one of one i'm not the one that can right. beat it i'm not the one that's rare enough i'm many you know at, at the giant population of the world there's a bunch of us that could fucking beat this thing mm-hmm. yeah we they just don't know it yet or haven't you know, there's probably stories out there way fucking crazier than mine. I would love, like, they deserve that. I'm not the only one that deserves, like, a fucking shine like this. Mm-hmm. People are going through battles, and the more stories are told, I think the more people can, you know, like you said, it, it can bring change. It can bring awareness. What, and, I mean, I'm not talking about just brain cancer either. Like, yeah. ailments of any kind, all the way down, like, to the mental health stuff that nobody fucking talks about. Like, yeah. I, that's my, you know, ultimate pie in the sky dream. Um, but who knows (laughs) right now I'm just fucking stoked. I'm going to go and hang out with Tony Hawk and some other like podcast, some other skate stuff. That's the biggest, you know, idols of my life. I've gotten to talk to amazing people in like the motorcycle world. I've just gotten so much love from it and I just want to keep spreading what I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you guys so much for being on the show and uh, we're going to have links to everything. So you should, if you're listening, watch it, share it. It's really cool. I've shared it with a couple of people so far 
And uh, we definitely want to stay in touch and see where you guys go with this. And, yeah. you know, um, I'll be in touch, DJ, about the graphic novel. And, you know, fucking we'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go. Just, just work it out. And the biggest question is Kansas City barbecue the best or? Without Absolutely. question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, wait, not even really a question. That was more of a statement. Yes. Yeah. But, okay. um, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. it's got, we've got everything. You know, <laughs> I got to say, I went, I had. Uh, I had uh, Carolina barbecue, and I was like, mm, I don't know. I like, interesting. I, I don't want. I, don't wanna, I lived in North Carolina. I don't want to hate on my Carolina listeners out there, but maybe we just didn't go someplace. Yeah, so we're good, about to start like, a barbecue war here. <laughs> well, are you kidding me? Uh, that is barbecue. Is everybody yeah. their wars, whether Texas or yeah. or Kansas City? But um, Texas, yeah. Carolina, North and Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. those are. I, I lived in North Carolina for a year, and. I mean, shout out to the homies Dan Murphy, Endless Grind, all that. But it's it's just, it's vinegar soup. Ooh. It's oh. just, <laughs> that was fighting words, it, I guess, right? Yeah. That was, <laughs> it's just very that was dark. <laughs> wet, vinegary meat. Yeah. Texas is, eh, it, you know, it's more dry rub. Kansas City has all of it, where it's like a great sauce, a great dry rub, and the meat. Mm. All right. Well, if we ever make tank to Kansas City, then I'll, yeah. we'll have to hit you guys up and you have to tell us where to go. Yeah. Ryan and I live right. We both live pretty close to each other, and we are within ten minutes of ten different amazing barbecue places. All so, right. Come on it, down. It's we on. Need some people and here. Ryan, you can get a spritzer. <laughs> oh please! Let's go get spritzy. Let's get spritzy. You're speaking my love language there. <laughs> get an umbrella and a cherry, a little flamingo. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. You like pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we'll end it. Yeah, that, that, that's a great end. Yeah, just fucking bam. <laughs> Nobody's watching the movie now. That's what like, we're going to oh, call that's, the that's, title that's of, the, of the episode. You like if you like pina coladas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's done it again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, Thank you so I, much. I oh. do want to mention one thing. Yes. I want to give tons and tons and tons of credit to everyone on the post end of this. Okay. Um, yes. Our, our editor, Ben Kaplan, he's a Seattle-based editor, uh, did this thing pro bono, which, I mean, I cannot imagine how much time he spent on it, and he did an incredible job, and in my eyes is just absolutely a genius. Mm -hmm. So uh, very, very lucky to have him work on it. Uh, Matt Philippeck did our color. He did an incredible job, also pro bono. And then the mix and sound design was the Post House Post here in Kansas City. Connor Birch, Sam Billen, all those guys, everyone did an incredible job. And, you know, I feel very, very lucky that they uh, dedicated so much time and put everything they had into this. And I think it really shows. So, yeah, definitely. Shout out those guys. We'll, we'll put all the links we, that, that we can and, and yeah. make sure that everybody gets their, their credit for sure. Yeah. Because awesome. It's, Thank it's you guys. Appreciate that. Thank you. Seriously. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Hi. Bye. Bye. That was Ryan and DJ uh, mm -hmm. from the Vimeo short Rare Enough. Uh, we're going to have the links for everything. Rare Enough. Rare Enough. <laughs> we'll have you're the link. You're yeah. such a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. It's true. Facts. <laughs> With pride. And you married a jerk. Ha <laughs> 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 Joke's on you. Um, yeah, so we're going to have links to all their stuff. Uh, please check this out. It is a short film. There's no reason why. You, oh, I don't have time. You have time. Make time. It's good. Yeah. It's good I've stuff. I've watched it a few times. It's a really, really, so really time. good film. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Like the fact we've talked on the show about how we feel about Film Fest and all that stuff and how it works. And the fact that the, these guys have not won, like that they haven't swept film festivals and have that like they can even see the poster because there should be so many laurels that they yeah. had to like start going over. 
yeah. like DJ's face. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and the fact that that's not a thing for them uh, gives me little to no hope that we're ever going to break through in that way Seriously. or actually just kind of confirms that you don't need that. You know, we've talked about this a lot about like, is are we really at our level? Do film fests really do anything for Join us? Join us next week as we dive into film fests. Well, we've we've <laughs> yeah. we've we've dove into them yeah, before, but I mean, it's just yeah, like, it, it, I keep getting more and more uh, examples of like how this may not be something that is beneficial for people on our level. You know, everybody will say you got to run it through the fest, and we've been running our film through film fest for well over a decade, and I can't think of a single opportunity that has come has about from it, yeah, uh, because of that of the hundreds of the thousands at this point of dollars that we have spent on submissions over the years and and and, and the uh the accolades that you know we've won yeah what is things that, and it's it's not no one's come knocking on our yeah, door like or hey you, our... you're the guys that you're the two that won the yeah. best comedy nothing right? in the For, inbox no? yeah. <laughs> i got nothing in the inbox that was like yeah. you i want to work with you yeah um so it, all it, just... it does is it lets the, your casual viewer say oh this was at a film festival that's cool I think it's I think it depends on the level you're on. I think it's like everything else like we've said, it's who you know. We've had too many examples of it being kind of a cool kids club and you have to have an in. And I think it's just kind of like the fact that they are not sweeping that just sort of proves it. Yeah. Because this the the cinematography well, alone yeah. you know, was just enough to just on that, you know, because it, it's all it's all the initial grab. It's that first impression, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like this is this is obviously beautifully made. Yeah. Um, and they did film on a Black Magic. We talked to them afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, and a Panasonic. And a Panasonic. Cam, and yeah. so, uh, but, you know, again, like not like, oh, we filmed this on an Ari. Yeah. You know, we had a, a, a $70,000, you know, uh, <laughs> camera or, yeah. you know, $50,000 worth of lenses. I mean, they were able to do this with good equipment that is accessible on an indie level. And they made it look beautiful. And, all you know, that's also, that's, it's a, a joint, effort there on your grading and, and, and your post but yeah um it just goes to show like you can make really amazing stuff without having a massively huge budget um but that also those kind of traditional avenues of going down film fest doesn't i i think in today like i think we've moved past that i think you needed to have that before you had youtube before you, you there was nowhere else to put shit on yeah so you had to do well in those film fests for people to actually yeah. be familiar with your work whereas now it's like do you really do we really need well, to be doing plus this? nowadays every, look th- this doesn't bother <laughs> got me into a whole other topic i know but i'll just say this and then we can move on but the the thing that bothers me too not as much as that stuff but i think a big deterrent too is like you just finished this film you're excited about it you want to get out there you submit to a festival now that isn't going to show until october right like what the fuck? Like you, it just. Uh, and they'll pull but, you out if they find your film online. So you, yeah. can, you can't put it online. Can't put it online. Like who the hell knows what what you're going to be doing in October? Yeah. You know, so that kind of thing. I mean, I guess you could just look for ones that are about to end. So maybe it's a little bit quicker. But you'd have to line your post, your pre and post. To yeah, two, you'd have to, to like co- sort of research the, the ones you want to really go want. into and figure out like what's mm. the and it's just it's just so much of a hassle. And I I just like why does it take so long? I know to, we talk over each it. other and it's so annoying. We <laughs> like people must be like, "One of you shut the fuck up." <laughs> uh, it's, we're trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think like like I said, it's it's something that uh, is doesn't hold as much water as it used to. Right. The defense was Re- wrong. Was wrong. Was <laughs> it rests? Um. So I don't. I don't know. I think. Um. 
we'll we'll probably have another show where we just kind of talk about that a bit more. We're currently waiting. We're not going to know until July. Yeah. With everything that we submitted. So here we go. We yeah. filmed this summer of 2021. We're not even going to start getting answers until summer of of 2022, and then some of those don't um, actually. Uh, come to fruition until the, the fall, fall or the yeah. end of the year so it's like uh, yeah. you know we're I, talking I about this give two shits about that a year and a half point, later yeah. yeah uh what can you do yeah um so yeah shout out mograph mograph and uh if you have anything you want us to watch and something amazing like rare enough send it our way we if would it's not as good it. as that then <laughs> don't even bother <laughs> uh we kid and uh that's it that is it thanks for listening see you next week Bye.